Good morning, everyone. My name is Neil Axer, and I'm back once again with a mindless, pointless podcast in this completely ludicrous world where the human race deserves to be destroyed. That's just my my personal belief. I still do not believe that the human race should be saved or deserves to be saved. But that's not the topic today, and that's it's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk actually something more positive, but instead I started using an app um, a while ago, a dating app called Bumble. Now, in case you don't know what Bumble is, it's most likely uh, just the same as uh, Tinder or all the other crap apps that really don't serve anyone any favors or purposes. It's, it's just a piece of crap, but I wanted to test it to see if anything has changed in uh, this scheme of, of online dating and scamming. And um, what I've noticed is that the Bumble app is not very popular in, in Germany, at least not in the more suburban areas. Um, I think you find some people online, no matter if real or fake or both, or just people pretending to be better than anyone else, um, from big cities like Munich and Frankfurt and stuff like that, Berlin, I mean, you'll find some jerks there, but really, you know, potential dating material, uh, personally, I don't think that you can. I think the chances are pretty low. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is um, basically I found, once again, uh, specific characteristics uh, that uh, seem to repeat themselves from platform to platform, and it's on Bumble, not really much difference. Um, there is, uh, there's a huge tendency that especially females, uh, or women, uh, just like to use Instagram-like personas and appearances, so to speak, to increase their status or importance on, on that, on, on their account, on that platform, just to gain more attention as usual. And, um, I think that's a huge problem in society. I think it becomes more and more absurd when you watch these people, when you read about these profiles, when you read about their lives and, you know, the interests that they have. It seems all very nice and, and realistic at some point. But if you look at the pictures, the, the way that they present themselves, it becomes pretty obvious, I think at least, that um, they're not really online to find someone, they're just online to promote themselves, to feel better about themselves. That's the only reason why they go online. Now, you do find profiles that seem to be um, friendly and polite and, and realistic in such a manner that they don't try to project something of their lifestyles and ideologies onto you while you, you, you read the profile. If you don't know what I mean, let's take an example here. I'm not going to show you any pictures or screenshots from those profiles for, you know, privacy purposes. I don't want to uh, trash anyone specifically, but, <laughs> but um, it's, it's very bizarre. I've seen profiles about women with, again, um, a massive dog collection and pointing out that their lives really is all about that, that dog and, and having a superb relationship with the pet where I'm thinking to myself, you know, it doesn't look like you need a partner. I don't think that you really care that much. And if you do, then you're probably desperate to show a lifestyle that you're not really willing to give up. Because from, from what I've seen and heard so far, not everyone is keen on meeting a woman with several dogs and pets at home. I, I personally can really uh, completely relate. I've had my share of pets. I'm not saying that animals are bad or anything, but I have made the experience that most pets are not treated the way they should be. And most people, especially in Germany, in my, in my own personal opinion, um, it, it, it always appears that speci specifically women think they know what an, am an, an animal needs, what a dog needs, what a cat needs, and they treat them, of course, the best way possible. It's like a child replacement therapy for them, you know? And it's, it becomes really 
uh, disturbing, disturbingly annoying and I would say almost sickening to some point when you see that these people have no real connection to the male society as a whole except for colleagues at work, maybe some friends, but that's it. You know, everything else is just revolves around these, these, these dogs and cats, which is okay. They can have pets, but just add a couple of years to that, you know, let's get these uh, women into the future and they will be standing against the brick wall once again, like many others and realizing that they probably shouldn't have done this and that to uh, push men away from them and so forth. And, uh, well, that's basically the most disturbing part here. Um, It seems to me that a lot of these profiles show that these women are so sophisticated, which is fine. They can be, right? They can, they're, um, they have a good stable life. They can financially uh, cover themselves. They can pay for everything that they need, which is totally cool. More power to them. That's fine. But they always advertise that it's not important to them to actually find a partner, but they're on the platform anyhow. So what they're in the end, uh, consequently representing is an ideology and that's it. It's their own, uh, their way of showing to the public, look what I can do, look at my life, look how, how cool everything is and how successful I am. And that is it. So why are these people on a dating platform anyway? For what? If they don't really need anybody, you know, and they're very, very picky too with their, with their uh, beliefs and, and, and choices about what a man should be and what he needs to bring to the table, which is always in the end about money, as we know. And um, I think the, the most, one of the most disturbing parts is when I get back to the beginning of the podcast, the Instagram theme that these ladies like to push on their profiles. Uh, for example, what I've noticed that happened very, very often is they, they like to post pictures of themselves. The more f- uh, photogenic they seem to be, the more dangerous these women are to avoid. Absolutely. And I'm not making any jokes about this. I'm not being over, overly dramatic. I'm personally saying, do not touch them. Absolutely not. I wouldn't even date them. I wouldn't care. The point I'm making is, it is again always about the uh, the attention that they're seeking, and I think if a lot of men, uh, you know, swipe to the right to these profiles and give them confirmation and validation, that is exactly what they're looking for. They like to be the center of attention, which I understand if they have, you know, the physical goods and like to show that off. Um, it's no wonder that it makes people feel loved and and respected or just admired and all that and being the center of attention is good for your ego you know especially i mean we men know that not all of us need that i personally don't like to be the center of attention otherwise i wouldn't be living here in the fucking suburbs you know (laughs) outside of god knows where and um i don't uh i would not change my life for anything just to be the center of attention in this fashion at least you know, if I show my work, my artwork, and people come to see that or pay for it, or, you know, I can, I can say, look, I've, I've illustrated a book here for, for this and that publisher. This is one of my jobs. What do you think of it? That's the beginning of an interesting conversation, but I'm not putting myself in the center. The work is always in the center. What I produced, what I constructed, what I manufactured, what I designed, that's always at the center. I'm not advertising myself. But these women are doing it differently and other men are doing it just the same by showing off how, how well they're built, their, uh, you know, um, sports activities, going to the gym, pumping iron, that kind of stuff. And they gain attention also from a lot of women and, and all that. And they th- if, if, you, if they look the part, it's not always about the muscles, of course, but if you've, if you've got a, a sympathetic, charming face, you know, you got the profile, you got the chin, <laughs> you got the eyebrows. You know, you can actually get a lot of positive attention and do something from that, profit from it, I suppose. I personally can't do that. I think my eyebrows look like crap. My chin is is present, but it doesn't really serve a purpose. It's just there to chew food. And <laughs> that's it, you know. 
I think the most interesting thing about my face is the big nose I have, and not everybody finds that appealing. Aside from that, um, never mind, the, the Instagram fetish bullshit that we witness every single day when we're just out there on the web, not even, you know, you can't really, uh, you can't avoid that stuff. Even if you don't have Instagram, you find uh, topics and, and uh, uh, you know, profiles and, and posts somewhere else on the web, on blogs, on, on YouTube even, and Facebook. Just this stuff gets shared everywhere. And a lot of that material is just absolute crap, especially when it's about just women being either, you know, very sexy, very curvy, uh, very revealing, showing cleavage, all that kind of, all that nonsense, you know. And many of these these young people, young boys who have never even touched a woman, I suppose, uh, they, they cling to these profiles and just try to like everything that they see in order to find uh, their own personal form of, of validation by believing if they actually show someone on Instagram that they like them, that it's worth anything at all socially, which is, of course, non-existent. We, we all know that, but these people, I believe, do not. And uh, they've become very spoiled in a, in a negative, negative way to, I think, misunderstand life in general and just, you know, orient themselves online and, and find uh, profiles to be more realistic than the real thing. Actually, a, a friend of mine uh, broke up I think uh, half a year ago with her boyfriend. And that guy was, he never paid her enough attention. That's that much I do know. And I believe her when, when she says that because she showed me uh, evidence of his, his behavior online and the Instagram profiles that he follows every single day and comments on it and likes it and shares it just to somehow feel that he's a part of a community that doesn't give a shit about him. And the girls that he was following were all the same, fake, completely fake. We're talking about cosplayers here. Not that there's anything wrong with cosplays, but there is something wrong in, well, making cosplays look specifically sexy to appeal on, at those poor souls who have nothing else to do but like them. Then, of course, lots of makeup, uh, filters and filters on masks, more filters, then behaving... Uh, specifically uh, sexy in such a way that it suggests, you know, ejaculation in the face and all that kind of stuff. So um, they gain a huge amount of popularity and probably make some money with that as well. And this guy was only paying attention to those girls, girls he would never meet in his fucking miserable, pathetic life. And he had a girlfriend and she benefited nothing from it. You know, there was n no attention. The sex was getting worse. And he also made it public to her that he did like these girls a lot more than he liked her. So, yeah, I would personally dump this asshole myself. <laughs> but, um, it was different in the beginning, of course, but I think he was unsatisfied with her in some way. I don't know why. But that's not my business. That's just between those two. I just listen to these stories and say, okay, yeah, I, I get that. I understand. But um, is it good, though? You know, I mean, putting yourself in his shoes, looking at these profiles, which are, you know, in, in some degree, not as crass as uh, you would expect from, from maybe some extreme, extravagant dating profiles. I think it's not even allowed to post material on dating profiles like that. But it's, it's overwhelmingly shocking to me that you find material like this on Instagram uh, to no end. You know, and everyone, young, old, any kind of, of person, no matter the age or where they come from, can actually just dive into this material and, and get their fix on it and, and either be um, entertained by it, influenced, which, you know, I hate the word influencer. It's just, it's so wrong to even use that in terms of these internet personas that fucking A, they don't even deserve to live if you ask me. Most of these people are just crap. Really crap. They're not showing you anything uh, interesting or valuable. They, they don't. What's the point? I mean, they, they walk around the world sometimes and show, uh, you know, ma magnificent pictures of the landscape and uh, countries they've been to, uh, people they've met and all that. And they always, of course, show themselves 
uh, in a great selfie with, you know, magnificent clothes and, and just a gorgeous pose and all that kind of crap. And uh, the self-promoting bullshit that we see, I think, is influencing a lot of people in a negative way to think that they can gain the same amount of attention, which is good for them if they continue on the same path like their idols do. And you find that, this behavior, in dating profiles a lot. And because I've used recently uh, this, this Bumble crap, I've seen the same over and over again. I've seen women not just posting like one or two pictures about their face. They have to show their stunning physique. They, th that's the point. They have to show it, you know. Um, why? For me, that's like a sign of fucking desperation, you know. It's, I understand when young people try to pose like that to just, first of all, gain experience somehow, enjoying the attention until it becomes maybe a bit too toxic for their own good. But we're talking about women around their 30s, 40s, and 50s. And still, you know, presenting themselves like uh, the creme de la creme on these dating profiles. And then not just one picture, but like five, six, seven of them in various poses, in a yoga pose, sports, in super extreme happiness mode, which is even more dangerous, in my opinion, than, than realistic. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just look at the German uh, photo model, the, the very famous one, um, Heidi Klum right? The, the ex-wife of, of Seal. Uh, that woman, I fucking hate her. She is terrible. She gives me fucking nightmares, that woman. Every time I see her somewhere, the only thing she can do, which is something that she has trained for years and years and years, is to look ecstatically happy to a point where you think she's like Joker and just high on drugs. Super wide eyes, a fake huge smile, and faking the happiness to a degree where you just want to shoot her. I do not understand what's so positive about that bullshit. Ah, it just makes me sick. And you find that also on these dating profiles when women try to promote themselves to a super positive degree to gain attention, not to find a partner. It's only about attention. It always has been because you find those, those profiles more realistic if you actually bump into, um, let's say, just a normal looking woman, maybe, maybe pretty attractive, I don't care. No matter the hair color, the age, whatever, they just look normal. They look into the camera as if they're just, you know, the, the, the genuine neighbor from next door, a real person and not looking into the camera like, God damn it, I just came out of a fucking beauty salon. With an expensive dress, of course, and all that kind of crap. And, and just, it, it's, it's always about this, this self-presenting in a way that, that, that gives you the impression, not just that they're super happy, of course, obviously, because they're single and don't need a man, and still on dating platforms, yeah, of course. And um, uh, they, they, they present themselves in a sporty fashion, first of all, always showing that they are actually doing something very active in their lives, riding horses, traveling all the time, uh, beach photos, um, sports photos, of course, the gym, gyms here, gyms there, tennis, soccer even, all of this stuff to, to show that they have something to bring to the table in their own form by being an active person, being a liked, socially accepted and liked and loved person, which is also the implication of all these pictures by, by proving, look, I'm, I'm out there in the open, you know, which I personally, I never do these pictures because it's, it's fake. It is still fake. What you're advertising is not yourself when you're doing this. You're advertising, again, an idea of the person you would like to be and not the person that you probably are, at least most likely you're not. You know, you just, you see the person on these pictures and you have no idea who that is. And all you see is these, these, these setup photos, you know. So what should you think then? These pictures give no information away about their personalities except the negative ones. The positivity in there, maybe, maybe one of these profiles is actually right and accurate. And these pictures uh, depict a very real lifestyle of that person. Then, you know, fine. But you don't know that, especially... It becomes especially ludicrous if every second profile is exactly billed the same way, you know.
That is a very disturbing thing to me, and I, it, I, don't, I do not trust these people for anything in the world. I don't, and I don't need to, and I don't need to meet them. You know, some of these profiles tried to, I think, contact me if I remember correctly, and I didn't give a shit. I just swiped them away. I just, I don't think, I don't, I wanted to test the platform. I'm not in there for actually dating, but um, the only pictures I uploaded for myself were just normal pictures. One from outside on a park bench and, you know, one uh, one at home or in, uh, during my vacation in, in Waldmünchen, I was, I was, you know, drinking a cup of tea and made a shot of that. I don't need to go outside in a specific pose and show how sweaty I am while, you know, riding my bicycle like that's going to be cool or something. I don't think that's necessary. Right? It's just... I've, I've also read on several websites uh, a while ago about the same claim that uh, these, these, uh, these people who give you counselation for how to present yourself on dating platforms to be more successful... They also said you have to upload these kind of pictures to show what activities you're actually doing. And that's the problem. You know, it's, the point that is being made is, okay, it's fine to share what it is that you're doing in life, but they share these pictures in such a way that it always depicts this fake happiness and it becomes more extreme like that. You know, they're, they're looking more for the quality of their own pictures to feel some form of satisfaction when uploading them and then noticing, of course, that these pictures are being liked. So um, that's a toxic development, in my opinion, and it's really, really, really bad. I, don't, I feel no joy by watching these pictures myself. It, just, it gets annoying because you see the pattern. It's always the same. So please, for the love of God, if you believe in such things, just please be realistic when you look at these pictures and think to yourself, something is wrong here, <laughs> okay? It just can't be that everybody is so cool and so good in their lives and so active and so happy with everything. They're not happy, not one of them. I would, I would sell my soul for that statement. I do believe they're not happy. Genuine happiness is really hard to find. But that's a different story anyway. Well, that's just one of these topics. That's one of the things that I've discovered. It's always about this, uh, the fake appearance of people in general. Um, something else I found on these, these profiles while zapping through them is um, the shocking development of, well, a divided society when it comes to vaccination. Now, this is a tricky one. Because it's, it's actually more threatening than their fake fucking behavior, which I don't give two shits about, really. I just wanted to talk about it. But the, va the, the vaccination thing is troubling. It's really, really a, a problem in, in Germany. It has, I don't remember when it was that bad that a society like ours would be divided by some topic. Um, I think years ago when, when online dating started, the first and foremost thing that was mostly in the forefront as a topic and um, a criteria that was taken very seriously is the fact, do you have a job and are you educated or not? Many people and many platforms build their uh, profile search system around these, these topics, around these criterias. If you wanted to date only people who had like their master's degree, you could actually fil filter them out. Or uh, basic school uh, knowledge or experience, you could filter these people out. You could also block people who had uh, not a specific university degree. Anyone below that, no, not my cup of tea. That's um, understandable that, uh, that a development like this would occur, especially in my opinion, here in Germany, it's much more superficial, the lifestyle that we have. I think most people wouldn't even agree to, to, this, to this statement, but it's true. I mean, you, you see, at least for me personally, because I do walk through the world, I believe so. I, I claim that. I, I walk through the world with a different point of view of life, and I try to observe uh, facial expressions and behavior of people if they behave a little awkwardly and if the tone in their voice changes because of a certain topic. You know, when when people meet and one of them 
uh, of one new person joining that group might not be on the same educational level as the others, they automatically get belittled and treated like a second-class citizen. Now, that doesn't mean that they're rude directly and, and you know, just somehow bully the person. That's not really the case. But you see in their facial expression and behavior and body language that they're not really enjoying the fact that they have to spend their time with a person like that. Now, that doesn't mean that everyone behaves the same way. I'm not saying that. But it's... I've, I've said this before in, in, a, in a podcast where I claimed that Germans had no humor, which is widely known. Um, it, it comes down to these social differences, and German people take this very seriously. Not all of them, like I said. It's not like everyone is the same. We're all completely lunatics or something like that. But it's, it's, it has become much more important in this day and age than, let's say, 20 years ago. You know, if, if you would meet someone and you say, look, I'm a construction worker, and the woman, for example, says, all right, I have uh, a, a master's degree in, in, in science or whatnot or health and, and uh, medicine and <laughs> physics and who cares, you know, what, whatever else or uh, uh, religion in, for, what, for what it's worth, you know, just putting it, putting it out there as an example. Uh, those two people would still probably find common ground to have actually a talk about something you know just be kind to each other and and respect you don't have that that much anymore it's it's a lot of more fake behavior you you really notice quickly if somebody wants to have something to do with you or not and in some instances you find people who are open-minded enough to just accept you for who you are and not what you are and the majority is different the complete opposite and um, I can't sugarcoat this. It's just it has become much, 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 much worse these days than ever before because people behave fakely, politely around you, uh, show you uh, a, a fake interest, and then at the end, just they go their own way anyway, and they want nothing to do with you—no phone number, no contact, no nothing, no friendship. So it's um, it's a troubling development, and I think that uh, with the use of the internet. This has become more, more of a, a daily concern that has been put on display over and over again, especially on these dating platforms where they just, um, uh, at least on Bumble, most of these things are not used as filters, I think. They just put them out there as information, like these little info boxes about you, what it is that you like, what it is that you do, your education, job experience, the food you eat, the religion you have, you know, that kind of stuff. It just, it's open there. And that also is okay to at least get an overview of that person, what they're maybe interested in or what they're not interested in. But the most disturbing thing for me is there is a, a box that you can supposedly uh, add to your profile, or at least a checkpoint, that says, I'm vaccinated. You know, And some of these profiles actually are v- much more focused, I would almost say paranoid and schizophrenic when it comes to this topic, by, um, by adding the information directly in their description and saying, I am vaccinated and, and so should you be. Like, that's the the meaning of life now, you know. That's the main topic to worry about. There's war out there and lots of other trouble and, and, and corruption beyond belief. And we have to worry about vaccination still, okay? Like, that's the topic number one. Which is, again, when you look at these dating profiles, it seems to be more of a brainwashing technique that seems to work just fine for people to build their life, their, their lives completely around that this stuff and it this was never a topic like this in this magnitude 20 years ago uh i don't think it was i've never seen anything like this before and this development is scaring a lot of people including myself because i don't think we're moving to a very positive path in the future i don't even think that we know what we're fucking doing you know but it's it's apparently important to add in your dating profile that uh, just for your information, I'm vaccinated. Like, I don't give a fuck what you are, okay? I would rather be interested what's in your head, but um, 
I think that topic just sailed the sky after reading this nonsense. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very, very troubling. I've, I've talked to you about this before. I've, I've talked about the, the fact that people who were waiting in line in front of testing booths to uh, confirm if they actually have a COVID or not, um, they got bullied and attacked on the street. Okay, they got they got they got ridiculed, they got um, they got threatened, and called all sorts of names and you know death wishes, all this crap. And it's not a joke. This really happened, and it happens around the entire nation, or at least it did happen. Right now, of course, most of these uh, regulations and restrictions have been lifted, but before that, um, people were just losing their fucking minds. And it has become so deeply in, in, in engraved in the society, in their minds, that this topic is still not over, even now, while everything has been lifted. Um, I, st- I still see people who are not just afraid of, of, of the COVID virus, which is legitimately just fine. I mean, you can be afraid of it if it's a concern to you and your health. It's fine. I understand that. But... Um, they do behave in such a way that they don't want to contact anyone else who's not wearing a mask when they're going shopping. And, and I remember when these restrictions were lifted, I went into a shopping mall and uh, 90% at least, or maybe 95% of all the visitors and customers there were wearing a mask. They didn't quite get the memo that they don't need to if they don't want to. But they were afraid, I suppose, were uncertain if it's a good idea or if it's really, you know, legal and whatever, you know, tolerated even. Uh, right now, it's been a bit different when I go shopping, which I will do in a couple of hours, um, mostly to avoid, you know, the massive traffic. Um, I see maybe 20% wearing a mask right now. Most of these, or maybe depends on some days, maybe 40%. But it has become a bit more relaxed, I think. And you don't hear much about the trouble of people getting getting sick right now because obviously, you know, temperature has been, has been rising. Uh, people have uh, less to complain about when it's about their health, you know, not freezing too much, not getting wet too much. So I think we're looking for a more, or we're looking at a more realistic, uh, relaxing summer. I, I think so, at least I hope, as long as not, you know, some Russians come in here and bomb the place. <laughs> Who knows, it might happen, you know. I don't know. But um, uh, like I said, to get back to the, the online dating, it's it's been a bit, a bit funny, to be honest, to say the least. It's really ridiculous when you jump through these profiles, what is important to these people and what not, and what it is that they think about. And if you think uh, that it's important to add to the information, I'm vaccinated and, and so should you, then some people even make a, make a statement on their, their profiles that they use masks the entire time when they're going out. Every store, anywhere they go, they use a mask. And it's like they're promoting this lifestyle almost, you know, which is, I'm sorry, man, but have we lost our fucking minds? You know, it's it, it's just really, it has gotten really, really, really bad. And um, there is no point for me in, in, in any debate in this. I mean, I've had this before, these these debates. The last, uh, last longer date that I've had, this, this let's say, uh, sex friendship uh, sort of ended because of uh, her, that woman trying to push me to get vaccinated. And I said, no, sorry, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm still not convinced that I do. And uh, it, there, it, it serves no purpose for me. If, if a person like that is not listening to me, um, it's fine. I, she wanted to get vaccinated. I, I cannot tell her to not do that. It's not my right. And on the other hand, that person has no right to tell me, of course, what to do, to give me medical advice, even though she wasn't really uh, personally capable of understanding it for the most part. So I, I decided to not meet that woman again and just break off contact because of it. Because it was, I know it sounds uh, a, bit, a bit like bigotry from my side and maybe disrespectful to her, but you have to understand if you have contact to a person like that and they're constantly trying to push you towards this, this thing, 
um, no, I'm sorry, no, just absolutely not. It's like somebody's trying to force you to go to the church if you don't want to. You know, it's, it's just as toxic. I cannot tolerate that, and I have no time for this kind of shit. But I've, I've just, I'm just saying I've, I've noticed and witnessed that uh, topics like these will be a problem when you meet these people, when you, when you yourself are not uh, maybe unvaccinated, or maybe you have been vaccinated, but you haven't got the boosters or whatnot, you know, or, or you say like, okay, I don't believe that this is going to be a threat for me personally, so I'm not wearing any masks anymore. Um, under guarantee, if you meet a person like this, um, especially women, I got to say here, um, this topic is going to be in the forefront. This topic will be on the table and they will be nagging and, and bitching about it. It's just, it, it is something that will occur because as usual, when it's about things like this, they think they know better than anyone else. They think they are enlightened and they think they know the way. And they're trying to give you advice. And they're trying to give you the, this advice forcefully, pushing you towards something. This is a very, very, very toxic behavior. And I cannot stress it enough. It's going to be the doom of us all at one day, at one point in life, you know. And it's, um, it might be that the research behind this is more based on some specific collection of facts and data. That might be true. I'm not disputing it. I'm not saying that everything is fake or anything like that. I'm just saying for myself, I don't need it and I don't want to. But um, this behavior, how people present themselves as, let's say, the most uh, wise and the most knowledged of them all, is um, a very troubling development. And you can see parallels to other areas and topics as well. When people believe, for example, I just wanted to put this in briefly, to make you understand uh, if you can actually get what I'm trying to say here. And if, if you think that I'm losing my marbles, it's fine. You don't have to listen to me at all. But this behavior of, uh, I got to drink something. My, my throat is kind of dry. And no, it's no alcohol. I'm not drinking any wine or beer or whiskey right now. It's, it's like, it's like 1.30 p.m. I still got to do something today. I still got to drive. No alcohol for me. Okay. Now, where was I? Um, from a psychological point of view, um, let's just assume that I know a thing or two about psychology. Um, any one of you Anyone who's listening, anyone I've ever met, has probably had a moment in their lives when they felt emotionally very high at some point, very, um, let's say, not self-important, but let's say you had so much self-esteem. You were very sure about what you do in, in your life, and you had the feeling that you had a moment of enlightenment. And you wanted to share that information, trying to uh, to to uh, change someone's mind, maybe, or convince someone of your beliefs, you know, of your ideas and your experiences, and trying to make them understand that uh, you just know what you're talking about, and you want to convert them somehow, right? So we have all met these people, and most of us have had this experience themselves. I've had that too, once in a while. When I was younger, I was very, very uh, aggressive towards the religious topic, trying to prove my point that religion is not good for anyone, or that maybe even Jesus Christ never really existed, which is a topic that not many people like, and I understand why. But it doesn't matter. In a nutshell, when you have these these people being completely excited about something, which is... I think the best example I can give you, and I know that this has nothing to do with this dating stuff or with the fact that people like to advertise they've been vaccinated. They like to advertise they're, they're active in life. They're this, they're that, they're this and this special. They have this luxury in life. They have this and that status. And they're looking for something equal to benefit from, you know. Um, I think there, you find similarities in a psychological behavior 
for example, in flat earth theorists. I know this sounds funny, but bear with me on this. It's always the same. This pattern, the behavior is always the same. I've seen this in David Icke, one of the most famous, notorious uh, conspiracy theorists who has lost his fucking mind several times. And uh, I don't think that he even notices. You know, people like him like to say, for example, um, he sees the dots and he just connects them. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, let's just put it that way. And that's the danger. When people make positive experiences with whatever it is that they're following, whatever it is that they're talking about, um, most of these people, as far as I could follow them, uh, just had a miserable, unimportant, boring life before their movement in the flat earth theory. Okay? We're talking about people who had a, a standard job. They had family, most of them anyway. They had friends. They had kids. You know, they had somewhat of a tiny reputation, but nothing substantial that would give them more light, give them more attention, more um, being in the spotlight, you know, craving the spotlight even. That was non-existent. It was never a part of their lives. And now this, this happens, you know, they, they find a theory. They uh, make positive experiences with the theory by believing that the logic behind those explanations and the experiments and all that and the pseudo-scientific knowledge that is non-existent, but still, you know, it's, it's there and people believe it. Um, they follow through with this information and dive really deep into this rabbit hole and realize at the end of it, there is truth to this. You know, the earth is flat. And that's basically, in the end, the danger. They, the time that they put into this research by understanding the so-called theory, um, they have experienced a very positive effect on it. And we're talking about emotional effects here. They make positive experiences emotionally. They're being accepted in a ring of people, in an organization of people who believe the same thing. They pull this person in and tell them, you're one of us, you're special. And that gives them validation. It gives them more self-esteem, a new kind of self-esteem. They think they're a part of something greater than themselves. And they advertise it. They advertise it by believing in completely good faith that what they're doing is good. And they feel an, an emotional satisfaction they have never felt before. And that is a drug. This kind of sex, this uh, not sex, but this satisfaction. The maybe endorphins, maybe uh, hormones that give you happiness, that make you feel just much more greater and more, more active maybe in life than anything else. That is, that is also a very dangerous development. And these people, especially people like David Icke, they seem to promote this a lot. And uh, he, I mean, in, when you think about people like him, he has nothing to, lo to, to lose anymore. He is too deep in this bullshit. Some of his stuff makes sense. I do believe that. Some of it, he has good arguments. You know, he knows how to sell himself. He knows how to promote his, his own thoughts and ideas. And the shows that he makes, you know, when, when you watch one of these, these gigs that have been filmed, where he's on stage and trying to, you know, explain to people what's behind the idea of lizard people, you know, controlling the, the government or the earth and alien visitation, which is an interesting topic even to me. I do believe that aliens might be real or must be real at some point. But I'm not saying that all of them are here and that lizard people are controlling the fucking government. That's just... It's not a plausible and realistic to me for very many, many reasons. But I'm just saying this as an example because David Icke is promoting this kind of stuff and many people are too. And I think I know where it comes from. I think I know where it all began where this uh, theory be became completely and utterly ludicrous being uh, uh, shared and, and, and spread around by people who have no clue about technology. They cannot grasp technology. That's where it basically comes from. I can maybe explain that on an, in, in another time. But, you know, many years ago when, these, when, when, when on YouTube the first videos popped up about the so-called glitching that was filmed, where people tried to 
prove that uh, this and that person, this and that celebrity must be a reptilian. That's just these facepalm moments when you just sit in front of the computer and think, you fucking idiot, you know, what, what the hell is wrong with you people? If you don't know how glitches work in, in, in software, if you don't know how it works in hardware, then just get off the internet, man. You know, just don't start to interpret things that are just not there. And I think that it, the, the origin of this theory uh, at least not the theory itself, but at least the origin of this mass hysteria uh, originated around these videos, these, these, these videos where people just misinterpreted information that they couldn't grasp otherwise. And misinformation is always one of the biggest enemies of, of, of any one of us. And what I'm still trying to say to, to, to shorten this down, this behavior, the emotional affection that they have towards this this these topics and the conspiracy theories, just as an example, it, it, it always fuels their souls and their happiness in a different form. This huge amount of, of positive energy that they think uh, they, they get from being enlightened is a drug. They are lying to themselves psychologically and they are just being a victim of their own mistakes. And this kind of behavior is something that I find very similar in people, in fake personas, in online uh, platforms like, like dating platforms and stuff like Instagram, where people are just following a different topic, but in the same emotional way and falling into the same addiction trap by believing that they must be correct. And you know it and I know it today. It's all about the opinion. Either you are a part of the opinion and you like it. And if you're not, then you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're not one of us, you're wrong, you're, you're the devil, you're like the Antichrist. You know, you must be canceled, all that kind of stuff. It's just, we live in a completely and utterly black and white world. The gray zones don't matter, they don't exist anymore. It's either you just, you're one of us or you're not. And that is it, and that's all we live and I see patterns of this behavior in online dating platforms. I see, the, I see the same shit in their profiles. Either you are of my opinion or you're not. You can fuck off. Either you like me with my 10 dogs or you can just go home. Either you can accept the fact that I'm a strong and independent woman or you can leave. That's the kind of thing we are. Nobody cares about what you are or who you are, what you're interested in, what you feel, what, what, what your occupation is, for the most part, nobody cares, unless, of course, the money on the bank account is right. We all know that. Don't kid ourselves here. And, um, well, of course, everything else when it comes to uh, accepting the fact that whatever it is, the case, uh, the woman seems to be always right, at least in the center of attention, always correct. And that's something you have to promote as well. That's something you have to acknowledge, uh, something you have to like, <laughs> obviously. And uh, I think this, this development is, is not just toxic. It's, it's a self-destructing mechanism that has become worse, just much, much worse over and over again. It's just, it, it, it makes no sense to follow such a path for any one of us, but people are still doing that. And I think it's more obvious today and more understandable that many, many men just go their own way and just evade dating altogether, which something like I'm doing. And I don't feel any regrets from that. I just feel less stressed. I feel more relaxed. I have more time for myself. And, um, you know, should ever these things change, either for me or for you, and sometime in the future you do find a sympathetic um wise and intelligent person to to talk to to hang around to to date maybe even you know that that might be worth something that might be worth your time but these platforms fuck no absolutely not if you have any self-respect don't use these platforms don't go online don't you just just fucking don't yeah there's so many different ways to meet people if you really 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 want to everything else is a waste of time and these platforms and the people using the platforms show this every time again and again.
time and time. It's not going to change this fast. It's going to be more dramatic in a while. I think in a couple of years from now, we will be reading about uh, complaints from uh, the women front, <laughs> uh, com complaining about, like in, in America right now, the ageism, a topic where women say, look, I'm, I'm 45 and I can't date anyone around 25. That's like... Um, Uh, that's like bullying to them, you know? It's just like, it's not fair. Oh, really? Come on, you know, get real. If, if you're a halfway decent, attractive woman, you will get more than enough attention. But that's not good enough. That's the point. They want something special. They all want something special. They're not settling for less. And that's the point, you know? That's exactly the problem that we have in these dating platforms. And if that is not enough... Their ideology and the things they believe in, the vaccination, the this and that, and you must have this education, you must be wealthy, you must, you must, be, you must accept me with my four or five kids. Fuck off, okay? Just give it a rest. I can't listen to this crap no more. But I digress, you know, I just, I come back to these platforms every now and then. Um, first of all, to get a laugh sometimes and just uh, to remind myself of how fucked up our society has become. And maybe, just maybe, there is a chance that you could actually meet someone halfway decent on these platforms. Someone who just wants to talk to you, to get to know you for real, and not just not evaluate, evaluate your wealth and what you're worth to any woman at all. Okay, and it goes both ways, of course. I mean, if men behave like that, they don't deserve any other treatment. You know, just try to be avoided by all these women. Not women, you know, not all women are looking for the same kind of thing. But it's just, um, from my point of view now, because I always view these these uh, female profiles for fun. Not always. I just started recently. I don't have the time to sit in front of Bumble the whole day. And I'm not touching Tinder again. I just I just won't do it. I've I've, I've done it twice. That was enough. Once was enough. You know, and I just as a comparison, this 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 application is not that much different. It just gives you a possibility to, I think, promote certain information about yourself differently, in a different layout fashion, in a different style, probably, but very similar still to to Tinder and whatever else is out there. I forgot the other platforms, what they're called. I think there was once a platform called Lavu, which was uh, heavily used in my area, but uh, still, from my experience anyway, very negative, a more toxic community than, than I would like it to be, so I just avoided it altogether. And I was younger back then. I was like in my early 30s and thought, you know, it's a modern world and so many people use the internet, why not? And it's just not a good idea. It's just, if the community would be a bit more polite and more respectful towards others, then I think we could all benefit from that a bit more. But it's always the same. Look at Facebook, what ha what's happening there, how people treat each other. It's just, you, you just say one bad word and you're automatically, not, not, not necessarily a bad word per se, but you just say a word in a sentence that other people interpret to be a bigotry, to be misogynistic or what whatnot. That's just insane. That's downright fucking insane how people behave. And it gets transferred into all sorts of platforms. And people need this kind of stuff. It's as if... Uh, like I said, this black and white thinking, it's just about the opinions nowadays. It's not about the information. It's not about education. It's about the opinion. Only the opinion matters. And that's scary. That's really scary. I've got to admit that. I don't want to live in a world where people think exactly like this and only like this. I want to talk openly to people and just tell them what I think about a specific topic without insulting them, without trashing their personal beliefs or even religion or stuff like that. But if you get ridiculed the first time around by saying something that they do not agree on, we have a problem. And we're talking about adults here, you know, grown people, grown men and women not being capable of, of, of dealing with a topic in a constructive fashion and logic 
uh, respect or anything like that is just missing. It's, it's all burned out and wiped out from the face of the earth. And for what reason? It doesn't matter where you go. Look at Twitter. Look at what, what's happening now. You know, I mean, Elon Musk tried to buy Twitter, which was a bold move. Maybe not the wisest choice, but the bold move nonetheless. And now people are giving him shit for backing off, you know, backing out of that deal. Why? Because he noticed too late that there are much more fake accounts and fake profiles for all sorts of abuse on, on, on Twitter. Well, that's a shocker. It's Twitter for fuck's sake. You know how much spam you find there and scammers trying to get your money? I still get constant contacts over all sorts of platforms from WhatsApp to Telegram to Signal, uh, even in the old BBM platform from, from BlackBerry. I got everywhere. Facebook, I get spam messages. Scammers who are trying to get your money. It's just pathetic what people do these days in order to get some cash. It's really amazing. And then Musk looks at this and says, look, uh, there are way too many fake profiles and you lied about this information, about this data. This is important data. Of course they should have been more open about it. But they're not. They're just as corrupt like everyone else. So Musk stays there and says, look, um, I'm not buying this shit. It's not worth it. He's completely right. People giving him shit about that? you got to be shitting me. No. Just no. This is, this is a sad development. Now, uh, looking at some, some uh, information online, it seems like they're trying to destroy Elon Musk more and more. Especially, I think it's the, a leftist organized group of people of all sorts of, of status and, and you know, education. Um, not, well, not education, but just different kinds of status in politics, uh, business-oriented or just social media. Left, leftist-oriented pricks, I suppose, who are uh, just trying to bash him now. From sexual harassment, which I, I found an article somewhere online, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty obvious that something's wrong out there. He's trying to do good for people. I think that is... I do not doubt his decisions to try to... Um, to, to enhance human civilization to a point where maybe abundance could be at the center of our lives, which is a good thing. And now that he is backing off, backing out of the, 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 the Twitter deal, all of a sudden, lots of negative information surfaces. Now, that is pretty obvious that they're trying to get rid of them. You know, it's, it's, this is not fair play, nor, nor was it ever. Well, that's a different topic anyway. What I'm merely stating once again in my podcast is that we're living a very dangerous life. Uh, people are, are wasting their time on online platforms. People are wasting their lives on ideologies that mean nothing. They're wasting their time and energy but building up a persona on dating platforms and Instagram that means nothing. It never meant anything and it will never mean anything in the future. It's important that we stop this. It's important that we get back to the roots of who we actually really are and focus on values that do mean something for us and we can maybe all benefit from it and step away from this online fake persona because it's only going to get worse, much, much worse from now. These online avatars, they're just, they're a joke by far. Not all of them. You do find maybe halfway decent folks. But... Um, I am not staying on this Bumble platform for long, just a couple more days and get a laugh, maybe a tickle from this stuff. But I'm, I'm very shocked and disturbed by what I found. And uh, once again, it's just a good idea to avoid this stuff. I tested it so you don't have to. Don't use it. Don't use Tinder. Don't use Bumble. Don't use any of these applications. You know, just go out, do something with your life. You know, just... Do anything at all, but do not fall into the trap of living these online uh, double lives and fake personas. It means uh, it's not good for you, it's not good for your mental health, and it's not good socially. Um, that should be all for now. Um, this, is, uh, this has been, once again, a very typical... Uh, sometimes, I have to admit, sometimes a bit women-bashing... And from from my perspective, but I can only really 
Um, I'm not saying that I'm bashing these people because of their sex or because of just the fact that there are women, but I'm bashing them for their be- their behavior, the fake persona. Just their their toxic behavior is just not right. It's just not really something that's worth uh, living for. And I'm I'm trying to point that out because I think right now socially this is the most tragic development we're doing. Um, the opinionated lifestyle that we have, this this political oriented uh, bullshit and paranoia that we're pushing. And of course, uh, the fake happiness that we're trying to advertise, and it's uh, it's it's just why would anyone do that? Sit there and just trying to gain attention for something that is is non-existent. I don't understand it. Well, maybe I do, but you know, I pity the fool who falls into into this trap. Anyway, that's all for now. I might come back because um, I read some positive information about Peter Gabriel that he's still working on new tracks. Uh, if we're lucky, we might hear some beautiful stuff of the mastermind in music later this year. At least I hope so. And I will be back if, if anything comes out and any information comes out. I'll talk about that. Um, I will be back at some point, I promise, uh, to discuss... Uh, the the last official studio album of Gabriel, which was the Up album. Everything else that came afterwards is is something else. It is something uh, that is considered to be worthy to listen to, that for sure, but it's not a studio album. not uh, At least not an album that consists of his own completely uh, self-creative material. This is something else, but doesn't matter. Um, that's all for today. I'll just stay, stay healthy, guys. Stay, uh, stay happy. Stay, um, stay focused, I would say. Stay focused on your own lives. Do something that you love doing, no matter what it is. Just enjoy life a little bit. Be kind to each other and just try to stay out of the black and white realm. I'll be back soon enough. Take care and bye-bye.